everybody. Hey, welcome. Welcome to Two Itchy Boys. A li- Should we have a cold open? Is this the cold open? Fuck, I think we just... Fuck, dude. <laughs> This this open feels ice cold. Oh fuck! Oh, put it. Oh no! Put it back in the oven. It's not done oh, yet. Oh no! It's not done yet. Oh, Come on! Put it back in the kiln. Oh, you fucked it up. I'm sorry. Oh, it's oh, it's okay. Hey, hey, buddy. They they got a button on the microwave for opens. We can we can heat this open right on up. Okay, yeah. Let's get this open nice and crunchy. Nice and crispy. Nice nice and crispy. Ooh, you hear that? You hear the popping? That sounds like video games. Ooh. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Two Itchy Boys, a little show about little games. I'm your itchiest boy, Hunter J. Allen. And uh, I'm... Your other itchy boy, uh, Bobby McCarthy. Yeah, I'm sorry. I really did just that, like, that's, that swipe is... itchiest right out from under you. I, I, I really should have led you in better with that. Yeah, you really did deny me uh, an opportunity for improv that I don't think I will <laughs> ever fully forgive you for. <laughs> I Look, I... Okay, all right. I, I was being ki- kind by admitting it, but I, you just don't have... Bobby, I have I have hives. I have deep gamer hives. Would you say they're uh would you say Fuck, it's the title. You guys know what we're gonna say. <laughs> yeah, it's I've got the itch. I've got I've got a big gaming itch. Um But anyway, hi. Welcome to Two Itchy Boys, where we share with you the hidden gems and little treasures we found deep within the Itchio game site. Uh so you and I just get some little, little, little itchy games, and uh, we talk about some them. Some little fellas, yeah, some just little some guys, just some tiny little games you might not have heard of that we just want to bring out into the world. There's a there's a lot of really good games that get published on Itchio, and uh, so many of them are from little creators, just little dudes, just little folks. Um, and they like so many of them get published today. Uh, I think it'd be really nice to just show you guys some hey c- come look in my pocket Ooh. look what i got Ooh, what it's, little treats do you have in here it's filled with little fellas oh it's filled with itchy licious <laughs> little fellows oh, how delightful i'm realizing now we chose possibly the worst theme for any show you could choose the theme of skin irritation oh it's going to be absolutely intolerable, and I'm here for it. Uh, um, so we we wanted to start out. Um, it's been almost exactly a month uh, at the time of recording since the bundle for Ukraine came out, which was uh, the most recent massive bundle uh, for humanitarian aid. And there, um, Bobby, there's a uh, there's there's a lot of games in there. There's a lot of there's a lot of fucking games. Yeah, I got uh, you know, between between this, j- discounting everything I have in my Steam library, uh, everything I have on my Switch, all all that good stuff. Like just between this and uh, 
what what I got from the uh, the racial justice bundle back in 2020. I think I've I think it's safe to say I have more games than I can reasonably play in one lifetime just from those two. More more than you can shake a stick at, and um, I I have both of those as well as the bundle for Palestinian aid, um, which is um, just. Well, it's a lot of games. It's a whole lot of games. A whole lot of them. Just a, a metric bunch of them. We thought it'd be a good time to go through some of the games in the uh, bundle for Ukraine that were probably not the big ticket items, were probably not the ones you were seeing like on the first page, uh, but are definitely worth your time. You know, we're not uh, we're we're not going to be talking here about um uh your your super hot or your Celeste or your minute or your Backbone, or your Baba is You, or your A Short Hike—all good games, but you've you've most likely probably heard of those. Um, and they're, I think, every one of those is a front page game on the uh, Ukraine bundle, um, if not a second page game. We're gonna talk about some slightly deeper cuts. Yeah, some uh, some uh, cold, dirty meat, as it were, as they say in Texas. Is that? Is that what they say in Texas? Some cold, some cold, <laughs> dirty meat. Yeah, you know, like when you're when you're like when you're digging a Texas hole, a uh, good old fashioned oh. <laughs> Texas hole, and you you hit meat. Yeah, when you hit meat. Yeah, uh, when you like struck you, meat. When you go to the record store and you're like, oh hey, you got any Frank Zappa albums? And they're like, yeah, we got Joe's Garage. And they're like, no nah, man, that's. That's too mainstream. I need that dirty meat. Yeah, I need you that need cold, dirty meat. Cold, dirty meat would be a Frank Zappa album, though. Oh, fuck yes. It is. <laughs> somewhere. We just haven't heard about it because it's cold, dirty meat. So, Bob, I think uh, I think you should start us out, Bobby. I think your game should be what leads us into the trenches. What, what, are you, what games got you itching this week, baby? Oh boy, let me tell you, I got I got some itches in my guts. <laughs> I got. Th- l- let me tell you, I am infested uh, and rancid with this game, uh, which I I I absolutely love. So uh, my offering to the itchy table today is uh, can we can we call it anything but the itchy table? Nope. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Heard. Okay. So, uh, I bring today to this little itchy table we have, uh, a little game called Not A Crawl, and it's got a, a subtitle that I neglected to write down. Uh, I like, believe it's 20,000 Atmospheres. Yeah, that sounds right, which is a, uh, 2019 game, uh, developed by a little studio called Armor Games, uh... And it, it it's just a delight of a game, you know. If you're if you're a fan of your iron lungs, or your inscriptions, you know your weird little fucked up indie titles that you can wrap up in a <laughs> relatively short time. Like th- this is absolutely worth checking out. I actually um heard of this game previously. I don't recall exactly where, but. A while back, I, I was on a really big, just nautical games binge, you know. As we all do. We all crave the sea. We we do. And I when I when I was feeling this called, you know, I was going through Sunless Sea, you know, Diluvian, all, all that good shit. 
and uh, I I discovered this, and uh, I slept on it. I will regret that to the end of my days. It was really fortuitous. You mentioned um, Iron Lung. Uh, we chose this game before we heard about Iron Lung, and uh, like you said, this game came out in what'd you say, 2019, 2020? Yeah, September of 2019. Yeah, and uh, just recently, just this, I don't know, past like two weeks, um, people have been going buck fucking wild over uh, a a video did did the normal thing that some weird videos do. Like they find some weird way to hop on the algorithm and oops, uh, two million people saw this. Um, really cool video from a, a, a creator who only has like 30,000 or something subscribers, which is really cool. Uh, and, and then, you know, everybody at work is talking like, oh, do you, do you know that, uh, you know what the longest um, wait for a Disney ride is? And I'm like, yeah, I do. I watch the same video. But this one was about the game Iron Lung, which I, I wrote down a quote from that video. It did make me wish for another game like it, but bigger and more in depth. That's not a crawl, baby. Yeah. That's that's not a crawl to a T. If you watch that video, or even if you played the game and were like, this was a really cool hour to an hour and a half of my time, I would love more of this. Go check out this fucking game, because not only is it that, but it opens things up in a way that I'm afraid to talk about. Yeah. Because it just, you compared it to Inscription. Yeah, oh my God, like. It has those, (laughs) this this is absolutely, like if you've ever watched the, the, like the Jacob Geller, like saving, saving the best things for last video, um, this absolutely, this absolutely uh, falls into that wheelhouse because there are some just wildly game changing things here. And on top of that, it's just, I mean, th- this is, uh, again, like Inscription, one of those games where if it had just been like the first, I guess, I guess you'd call it act. I it, If it had just been that, it, it still would have easily been my pick for, for this first episode because, but before I'd even, before I'd even reached, you know, phase two, I, I was, I was, I, I, I was pretty certain you know, the, the, yeah, this is my pick. Do you do you want to? I feel like we're talking in some abstract terms. Do you want to kind of give the elevator pitch? Yes, yeah, uh, so- for this game because um, it is. I feel it's more than Iron Lung in so many ways, and one of the heaviest ways is it's incredibly high concept. Like it's pretty deep, high sci-fi. Absolutely. So, like the the basic like world pitch that that I, I I would give you is so the world is kind of it's pretty Dune ish. Um, it's du- a, like it's Dune, what we like to refer to scientifically as a little fucky. Yeah, it's a little fucky. So it's like Dune if Frank Herbert were dating Jules Verne at the time. <laughs> Um, that's that is very that's a very solid uh, uh, brush to paint this game with. That is that's fairly accurate. Like uh, essentially, so you're you're playing one of many uh, escaped uh, slaves from this uh, 
facility or this su- imperialist, fascist, futuristic class system uh, facility. Yeah, uh, the, this place called the Underground. You essentially mean to escape by stealing uh, Nautacrawl, which are these uh, these just beautiful little mechs. <laughs> Uh, these these bug-like submarine machines. Yeah, they're they, just they're just weird little things. These these just weird fucked up little crab things that uh crawl at the bottom of the ocean because that's that's where you are. Mm-hmm. Um and uh you're basically just trying to figure out how how this bad boy works um and not get killed. Yeah, it's kind of ingenious. It it does a little magic trick about how like how it invests you into the fiction with the gameplay, uh, like in in such a tandem way that I see very little of. Yeah, we're not going to tell you the controls. You wouldn't know how to pilot this thing, dog. The like the they're these massive, expensive machines made for the ruling class which you are not um it's it's just it's it's a it's really cool <laughs> yeah and 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 it's like you know this is this is a game where figuring out how to start the engine is an oh is, feels like an achievement i i felt so stupid for how long that took me i'm not God. i don't want to i don't want to entertain it with a a a, a mile marker but yeah, and they know exactly what they're doing too. They know the exact type of fire they're playing with because they say, like, on the very top of their page, "You're gonna die a lot. Be patient. It's okay. It's part of the game. That's just what's gonna happen." So, in a, in a way, it's it's a roguelike. I mean, not in a way. It very much is. It is a roguelike. Every time you die, you play as a new prisoner, just with a, a higher number. Yeah, which is uh, another thing that I think this game, you know. It's very, uh, it's very elegant in the way that it incorporates, you know, the nature of just the game, you know, the micro gameplay itself, and the macro progression of figuring out how how to do shit, you, you know, subsequent playthroughs, uh, in into its narrative because over overarching this incremental, you know, progression of getting a little bit farther and then just fucking dying to some stupid cause and then getting a little further <laughs> each time is a, a really potent revolution story. Uh, a story that uh, there, there, there's a note you uncover, and I'm not going to go into details, but um, one, of the, one of the things that is said there is uh, don't let your forerunners deaths be in vain and i I was really shocked at just how much that line affected me there's a lot of really good prose in uh yeah there there's a lot of beautiful prose and that's a really good strength because here's the other thing this game has next to no graphics it's all text uh sound design and Aside from that, you're just looking at the same interior for the whole game. Yeah, I, to, I, we keep. I, I I hate to keep comparing it, but I mean it's it's in the zeitgeist right now. I feel like a lot of people can latch onto it. In Iron Lung, you have a camera you can use uh, to get a peek outside. In this, all you get is a radar. 
That is it. A, a radar, radar and a, a and a little window in the upper left-hand corner. All uh, it tells you is whether or not you are underground or if there's like a storm outside. That is it. It's it, it's to the sky. It's yeah, it's nothing. But it's it's really amazing just how just how many different feelings they're able to evoke with just that little bit of context. The writing in this game is is really good. Like they have a lot of very distinct voices like the Oh my god, did you meet the, the shopkeeper? Yeah, I love him. Oh my god, that that dude rules. That greasy little slime that, ball. That na- that nasty little dude who just fucking <laughs> come comes out of nowhere. Like literally literally I I was stuck in I was stuck after after one of these transitions just smashing away at buttons. Oh my god. Okay, so I figured it out. All right. Okay. You saying that put it in my head because I thought I was really lucky cuz I put in some court some random coordinate numbers and then he showed up and it was Me like too. Oh, oh how'd you f- okay so that's wild that they're like all right just they, let them flail li- for a minute let them flail and then someone will find them just let them squirm and literally just that. dialing the just dialing the fir- whatever your first combination of just random numbers is you just have this you just have this fucker come out of nowhere on your radar and he's just like and i i was terrified as he was approaching I was yeah no I I was very scared I thought it was gonna be um someone who's just gonna just shoot me out yeah I thought it was gonna be like a guard patrol or something and then this fucker is just like the the grimiest like Dark Souls character type almost oh my god what an absolute delight this game is a treasure it really is one thing I will say um very very minor mechanic spoilers real quick you have a cloaking device right. Yeah, I don't think I don't think that's too spoilery. It's it's on the board. You know, yeah, it's, it's it's very early game yeah. stuff. But the the function is you know to hide you from enemies, right? Yeah, um, and your your whole control panel is essentially a a a, a resource management game of what is going to use battery, what is going to charge battery, um, and right? What is and let one me of, not run out of fuel. One one of the biggest risks you run uh, is that. <laughs> Your er, early on, your cloaking device is just a huge uh, resource sink for your battery. <laughs> I not, know exactly what you're gonna say. They're not not when you get the cloak booster. Oh, oh, you're okay. I was gonna say something completely different. Yeah. Um. I I think I know. I think I know what lines yes. you were you were thinking of. Yes. So yeah, there there are a couple upgrades you can find for your uh, ship that you can mount for your not a crawl. Uh, that uh, increase like fuel efficiency, um, battery efficiency, give your hull more in- integrity. Uh, but also, and at first I was not a fan of this, but the more I think about it, I'm really glad I found it. Um, there's a note you can find it when you you can salvage through certain things, and sometimes you can salvage like uh, data logs um, and uh, just little lore notes. And one of the notes I found kind of turned easy mode on. Absolutely. It, I... Yes. Um, and uh, to to be as vague as possible, it essentially, it wasn't even an upgrade. It was just a trick, something that I could have learned on my own. Yeah. Which uh, I essentially, really like. 
Yeah, it's essentially something to circumvent the the power problem. Yes, that to you jury get. rig it to jury rig it to work in your favor in a bit of a dangerous way. Yeah, and I will say, um, with the cloak booster, which one of it, it's one of the mounts you get. Um, one of the the benefit of it is you can operate the the cloaking device. You know, at higher power while using up less of your battery. So that in tandem with this little uh, easy mode exploit kind of just allowed me to breeze through the game in a in a way that, you know, after after the hours I'd struggled, certainly felt earned and satisfying. Yeah, that's yeah, it it kind of I, I basically just accidentally bought this upgrade and uh <laughs> I, I don't know. I I feel as though I kind of cheated myself out of some really dramatic moments with it. I I felt that way at first, and then as I kept playing and realized how much more of the game there was, I was like, oh, I'm really glad I have this. We could split the game into, I would say, three acts. We keep comparing it to Inscription, but it's a really good comparison, much like Inscription, where I would say you spend the first act just really mastering a system, just really trying to wrap your head entirely around what you're doing, how to do it the best. And once everything opens opens wide up like that, there's still so much more of the game. Yeah, uh, go check out Not A Crawl, 20,000 Atmospheres. It's on Itch.io and Steam for, I believe, $15. And uh, it's really good. Or... If you have the Ukraine bundle, you already have it. Yeah. Play that shit. Play that shit. Uh, and yeah, I think that that wraps up my little discussion. Um, what have you brought for us today, Mr. Allen? <laughs> so I do have a confession. Um, we were both looking for games within the bundle for Ukraine, and I certainly played a lot of those games that we're going to talk about later. I don't know how I found this game, though, because I wasn't looking for games outside of the bundle, but I I played this game, and I saw it, and I'm like, oh, this is the game. This is the game I got to do, and I assumed it was on the bundle. It's not. It came to you in a dream. It (laughs) Honestly, playing this game, it feels like it did. I'm talking about, and I, I looked at it, and I looked at the trailer. And I just I sent out the message. I was like, this is the one. This is the one I'm bringing. It's got the vibes. It's got my favorite vibes. This is the one I'm doing. Without knowing what I was getting into, the game I'm talking about is Lorne's Lure. It is a, it's, a, it's just a demo. It's just a little, little baby demo uh, from a developer called Rubeki. Rubeki? I'm not sure. And it's just a little demo of a, it is a PS1 or early PC looking 3D game. Uh, It it has that, you know, that half-life blockiness to it. Um, It is a, (laughs) it is a climbing and parkour game about climbing around this gargantuan, unfathomably large... What's the phrase where it's like um 
It's like Lovecraftian, but for structures. Well, it's a mega structure. It is this ginormous, like bottomless, topless. Ooh, topless. Ooh, <laughs> nasty. Ooh, these are some sexy structures. They really yeah. are, though. They really are, though. Just these. Be- because, like, uh, okay, the. I feel like the the PS1 aesthetic, like, what whatever images you may call to mind whenever that 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 gets mentioned, really sells it short because this game is just jaw droppingly beautiful. It is dripping with atmosphere. It is the vibes immaculate. It's got immaculate vibes, truly. Um, just this. <sighs> Not eerie, but just kind it, of it's this it's very it, desolate, just yeah, it's this but, desolate, somber, lonely game, and at the same time, just absolutely awe inspiring with the vistas you yeah, you while know. also being as blocky and uh like original deus X as you can get, like it it looks like somebody put the half life bunny hop mechanics just into system shock it is a spartan looking game that does so much with that absolutely i i i was really taken aback going through this game yeah it's really just, unassuming just, when just, you first look at it but it, i i was i was just dumbfounded by just how huge this first level is yeah and he only has one level out right now um and a bonus level if you can uh very PS1 era, if you can find all the crystals. Which I did not. I'm very... Uh, so, I, <laughs> I, I, I was I was kind of put off by this game at first. Uh, by, to no discredit uh, to, to the developer, purely because uh, I suck at parkour games. Or climbing games. I don't know what you call this. This is, But you know what I mean, it, right? It feels it's, more it's like got- a climbing game than a parkour game. And I'll get in... A, I'll, in a minute, I will get into... The climbing history of the developer. This game requires a lot of precision, a lot of split-second decisions that I am just too silly of a man to uh, be able to make reliably. You know, I I think my my final run for this first level was like 45 minutes. Really? Uh, yeah. And this was this was Did neglecting. You say you're bad. That was a lot quicker than mine. <laughs> Well, I, I did put it down and come back a lot, and thankfully that doesn't add to the counter. Yeah. And it does a pretty smart thing of, uh, it, it does the Hotline Miami thing of as soon as you die, you respawn, uh, and not too far away from where you were. Yeah, and this is this is another thing, is they, they have a hotkey where you you just press T and you automatically snap back to whatever the last platform it was you were standing on. Yeah, it is... It is it forgiving is. in a way that doesn't feel cheap, um, considering that it's it's not it's not your normal uh, like climbing parkour game like a uh, like your Mirror's Edge. It is a I would say a climbing centric, climbing first game where you have your um, I don't even know what those those are called those like those like ice axes that uh, like those little ice picks people use to climb. Uh, like I glaciers. think they are just ice picks. Yeah, the uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but yeah, those little ice hatchets that like you they're just pokey and you poke them into the wall and you climb and 
it's more honestly it's more breath of the wild-esque like it's first person breath of the wild climbing on this gargantuan mega structure that i i've always loved these things i've always um loved the idea of in video games like especially in this era that this game is aping uh this ps1 era i've always been fascinated the idea of like what if all of these levels we play in that have like bottomless pits or uh just these like skyboxes i've always loved the idea of oh i want to go off into the skybox i want to explore the areas that are out of bounds i want to like a- absolutely you know this this game kind of and you know it it doesn't fall into this label exactly but i had i thought multiple times throughout my playthrough that this feels kind of like one of those uh, haunted PS1 games. A little see bit. From those, from those game jams, you know, like uh, No Players Online. Yeah. Uh, it, it it almost has kind of a... a cr- the, and <laughs> this is, I feel like, maybe... It, it's almost got kind of a creepypasta feel to it. <laughs> it's It's funny. That is the perfect segue for me to talk about this developer, so I knew we would be going into this, or after I knew we would be going into this with me just having a demo, I thought, well, let's see if we can dig a little deeper. So, Rebecca has developed, I believe at this point, six games. Uh, one of them I cannot find. It looks to be a tank game. Um, the one directly after that is a most definitely cursed horror narrative Almost looks like a walking simulator. It's it's hard for me to read. It's called a I think my kind of game. Yeah, that kind of game. It looks like I that think kind I ha- of game. I think I actually may have that in my library. My God, that's wild. Um, but every game after that, the four games following that, are all climbing games. The first being uh like his first big game. What he calls his first big game is Hatch, which is. Pretty similar. It is It is a pretty similar... It is the exact same idea through a completely different lens, where Lauren's lure feels very um, very H.R. Giger-inspired, pretty, um, like, desolate, lonely, uh, near-post-apocalyptic. Hatch is this surreal, magic realism. You start out hatching from an egg... Uh, amongst a bunch of other eggs, and a dude tells you like, "Hey, you uh, you hatch from an egg. You gotta you gotta climb this thing. Uh, but make sure that the half sun doesn't see you for too long, or you're burned to a crisp." And then you walk outside, and there's this sun that looks like a a, a glazed over eye, just peering down at you, and you only get just a few seconds to look at the sun until it burns you up. And there's this massive unnatural non-euclidean tower in front of you that you have to figure out how to traverse without staying in the sun for too long and it's holy shit why didn't you tell me about this game beforehand this sounds exactly (laughs) up my alley i mean it's it's lauren's lure but done with every like cheesy like magical windows background like it's there's like whales flying up high on above that you can barely see um everybody hatches from eggs you you see like other people who like failed to climb all the way up uh and it's just it's 
it's just a really chill, like, the vibes are chill. There's, like, this soft, like, droning, just this soft musical drone throughout the whole thing that's just, it's peaceful. Uh, yeah, kind of, yeah. More, more like, think more like meditation music. Yeah, and it was just, it was kind of just a vibe. Like, it was, it was a little challenging. It was honestly pretty fun. Uh, so in Lauren's Lure, the only way you can climb is uh, you you just find any surface and you pass your cursor over it, and the cursor will tell you, oh, this is a this is a thing you can climb, and you just climb it, and you run out of stamina, you know, very much like Breath of the Wild. Um, which yeah, pretty adds, much anything that's concrete. Uh, yeah, I think. And, yes, anything that isn't just sheer metal, you can climb. In this game, you don't have your hooks; you can just climb any surface. For as long as you want, as long as it is below a 90 degree angle or above. And I, I don't know how you like in what angle you measure the as long as it has even the slightest incline, like a single degree of incline. Like you're sliding up these 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 near sheer walls. Um, but as long as you as long as it has an incline, you can climb up it, which honestly leads to a lot of freedom that feels just really fucking good. Do, do yourself a favor, Bobby. Just look at, like, just give a glance at, like, the trailer for Hatch. Oh, fuck yeah. We got some polyhedron from Pathologic vibes going on here. Yeah! Very, very polyhedron from Pathologic. Oh, that's gorgeous. Yeah, it's, it's just kind of cool seeing this developer who does this one thing but does it in complete opposite ways at different points of their career. Uh there's there's two other games that also are just climbing games uh that fall more into the the Lauren's lure category. You have you know you're a, a folk who finds some hooks, some little climbing hooks and you get those climbing hooks. Uh the first one is uh kill the cough uh K O T H uh, King of the Hill, uh, Kill the King of the Hill, which is, um, was a game jam game. Uh, that's just you show up to a, a little island where uh, people are starving and you got to climb up this giant tower uh, and this series of floating towers to kill the king. And the second one is, where was it? The second one was Dew, uh, D-U-E, which was a similar vibe of you just show up and something requires a sacrifice, but you're sick of sacrificing to it, so you're going to kill whatever it is. And it's it's just interesting watching the, the trajectory, yeah, the trajectory of what I feel has been leading to Lauren's lure, which I think just kind of feels perfect. Like, it feels great to play. And you can watch how they develop that feeling over these four games. Yeah, absolutely. It Like, Lorne's Lure, absolutely. It, it is one of those rare games where everything feels like it's functioning just as intended. Yeah, which is wild considering how little there is of it like how little he has to use to evoke that feeling 
Yeah, there. I I am really looking forward to to seeing more of this game, and I I'm just going to need to keep an eye on Rubeki just just from what what you were saying about his his other work. Yeah, they. Uh... It, it really sounds like, I I mean, it sounds like a lot of his games deal with this sort of like mythic quality. Yeah, that I I think is really present in Lorne's lure as well. That I I think was probably one of the more compelling. Uh, elements yeah he he tends toward vague abyssal storytelling um i will say that uh that hatch does end on kind of like a a like aesop's fable kind of note where it, like the the whole bit of it was like oh well you 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 climb the tower and you crawled through the hole and you real and it i mean it i've spoiling i i feel like sp- spoiler doesn't really apply because you're not playing much for the story you're playing mostly for the uh the climbing you know the clambering if you got an itch for clambering this is your fella um but you do like get through a hole at the very top and there's a dude up there is like oh you got through the hole you worked very hard to get here and we will leave the hole as a reminder for uh your struggles and your challenges i'm like okay that's that's all right um but the others are pretty abyssal and abysmal in their their tone and storytelling if that makes much sense hell yeah that's my jam fuck yeah so uh yeah go check out uh lauren's lure it is currently free on or the demo is free on itch.io and you can wishlist it on steam uh yeah give her a look-see if you're if you're into clambering boy howdy does this folk got your number yeah, uh, go go out there and let this game cr- crawl right into your soul and your body. That's a way and to put it. <laughs> and and your guts, all up in them guts. Mm-hmm. Let this game right into your guts. So, uh, you been playing anything else, Bob? Any 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 little fellas? Any little folks? So aside from the big E. Because oh my god, I have a hundred and twenty hours in Elden Ring right now. Of course, of course. Um, in in terms of smaller guys, uh, I've been playing a fun little game called Neon Struct. Uh, is this is that from the? Are any of these from the Ukraine bundle? This is, although I had this game well before it, and I'd just been sitting on it. It was right. just kind of sitting. Uh, gathering dust in my steam library it's give me a a brief little rundown of this bad boy it's basically a mini a little miniature uh deus ex um that's that's really intriguing that's really all that needs to be said um it's a little just a little (laughs) cyberpunk uh stealth immersive sim uh where where you just you're just a little spy uh doing doing some espionage and uh honestly you know what just just play this game it's fun um i'm i'm three levels in right now and uh it's just a delightful little game with a delightful little soundtrack we um, do love a good indie soundtrack it is such a it is like top tier synthwave stuff Oh, um, fuck it, yeah. it's it's got a it's got just a, a beautiful little um neon cyberpunky aesthetic um like the uh 
one one thing that I just absolutely adore about this game is, you know, it it doesn't have any voice acting. It's got dialogue boxes, and it you know it does the little like you know talking heads above the dialogue box. Yeah, thing. you know the the standard and, thing. Yeah, and they're ju- they're just these uh, essentially the all the all the faces are these neon signs. Ooh, um, that are that are just. F- that's a very fun aesthetic. It it is very it is a very fun game just to look at and uh a very an equally fun game to play. Uh if you like if you like stealth games, if you like immersive sims, uh this is a tiny little bite-sized version of that. So check it out. So how about you, my my dear my dear good friend? My dear itchy boy. Um I uh <laughs> I played uh, I played a little bit of BitBuddy. You know anything about BitBuddy? It just came out. No, pray tell. It is another demo uh, from the fellow. Uh, oh, what's his name? I should know his name by heart. Uh, the fellow The fellow what did Inscription and uh, Pony Island. Holy you know shit. He's already out with a new game? It is just a demo. And it makes it very clear that it's just a demo because it, the the pitch of the game is you're playing a BitBuddy demo where you get your own BitBuddy that only exists in the demo. And the BitBuddy knows it only exists in the demo and that as soon as you close the application, it dies. Holy fuck. And it is just a short little game where this Neopet doesn't so much beg as it just resignedly asks you not to kill it while trying to weakly entertain you. It is a depressing game. <laughs> like there's like there's only so many options you can do. Like you can give him a little hat and he's like, what is this for? I guess it's cool. Or there's there's like an option to feed it. You just like keep pressing and it like drops a donut onto it and he's like, I'm not really hungry. And you just keep dropping more. He's like, please stop. I don't like this. He just he's just so depressed. He's like, Hey, just so you know, as soon as you clone the close the application, I will die. I don't have much to live for, but I would rather like to not die. Please don't kill me. <laughs> Oh my god. And uh <laughs> this, this th- yeah, this sounds Daniel Mullins as fuck. Yeah, it's yeah, no, it it very much is. It is right up right up his alley and it's uh <laughs> it's very short. Like it's a 30 to 45 minute experience. But man, it is uh it is grim. <laughs> that sounds absolutely delightful. Yeah, that's a way that's that's what to call it. Yeah, that's what I'm going to call it. <laughs> and um, the last thing that I played, uh, which I feel a little guilty about talking, or I feel a little guilty talking about it because it is, I think, the third game on the Bundle for Ukraine list. Um, but it was just so delightful that I, like, just the picture, like, I had to look at it. Uh, a little a little game most of you folks may have heard of called Skatebird. Oh, my God. Did you play any of Skatebird? Tell me about Skatebird. I've I've watched a little bit of gameplay. I've 
heard people talk about it, and I am yearning. I I don't want to talk too much about it because I feel like a lot of uh, a lot of air has been exhumed talking about Bird Game. It's a good game. It's a good skateboard game. Like it, it feels like it really likes old school skateboarding games like Tony Hawk Underground and American Wasteland. It feels like it really loved those games down to the inclusion of unlockable music for your your mixtape uh, from like ska bands and punk bands. I like guess it's it's just, it's just oozing with the love for old school skateboarding games. And the one thing I do want to talk about, so it's it's basic pitch. It's a skateboarding game. You play as a, a little bird, like a parakeet-sized bird. On precious like tech, little bird. Yeah, precious little oh. bird on tech decks in a bedroom. And you're trying to, like, clean up the room for your owner, who's called the big friend. And you're just trying to, like, get the big friend's life back in order because the big friend is sad. And you're just this a little bird. It's so precious. adorable. This it's is so really adorable. Cute. It's really cute. Um, but yeah, like that's all dandy. The skating controls are pretty good. The one thing I want to talk about, and we, I, I talked about this a little bit with uh, what I love about Not a Crawl of how it so well incorporates its narrative justifications for its gameplay implementations, like how it uses the fiction to inform the function. And this is such a minor thing, and it's going to sound so stupidly simple. There is, you can ollie twice in this game because you're a bird. You can double jump. You, it's a it's a skateboarding game with a double jump because, because you're a bird you're a who can flap birdie. your wings. And let me tell you, s- skateboarding games have been missing a double jump, and I didn't realize that until I played this fucking game. Like, it's it's the simplest, dumbest thing. It was just, yeah, we're going to add a double jump. But, like, it's seamless. It's You're not like, oh, that's a video game thing. Like No, this is a bird thing. This is a bird. Well, that's, that's delightful. It's so cute. You are absolutely a bird. It's so cute. It's just a vibe. And there's so many different birds you can choose from. Oh. You got your cardinals, your parakeets, your kookaburras. Your, they have like four different owls. Oh, my you can God. Give them a, you can give them a cowboy hat. You can give them a little hat. You can I'm give them an fucking, eye patch. I'm going to fucking cry. Stop it. <laughs> oh. But yeah, um, those are the games I've been playing. Uh, those are the little fellas. Those are the little folks that we've been playing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. I don't. I'm. I'm. One hundred percent certain you can't buy the bundle for Ukraine anymore. Uh. But if you have the bundle and like me, very often just like look at the sheer amount of games on the bundle and think, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna play. V V V V V or Celeste again. Um, give these games a look. Give them a little look see. Uh, you know, rummage around in that there Ukrainian bundle drawer and see what you pull out because there's some good stuff in there. Yeah, there are a lot of delightful little gems in this, and uh, be willing to give the weird games a chance. Yeah, give weird games a chance. I think there is no worthier of a closing sentiment than that. But I believe we have something else. (laughs) 
We do have one last thing to do. Uh, a little precedent we're going to set uh, at the at the end of every episode. We're going to spin a wheel with different uh, subjects, not topics. Um, Themes, keywords. Almost. Yeah, types of games. Uh, I have a wheel with a bunch of uh, different types of games on it. We're going to spin the wheel, see what we land on, and the next time we come back, those are the kinds of games we're going to uh, talk about, uh, having looked for them. All right, I'm spinning the wheel. Wheel of itch, go round and round. Give us a game to go to the- town. Yeah? Oh, fuck yes! We got fishing games, baby! Grab your tackle! Okay, you fucking cheated. No, I didn't cheat, I swear to God! Holy shit, <laughs> this man and his fishing games. Holy fuck. I, I'm a, I'm a connoisseur of fishing games. I, uh... Oh, I'm such a slut for a good fishing game. Oh my god, I'm excited. Alright, so next time we come back, uh, we're gonna talk to you folks about some... Good old-fashioned, down-in-the-mud, good old grimy, gummy fishing games. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. Our theme music is Busy Busy by Twinkle Park, and you can hear us again in two weeks. Just uh, keep an eye out for the episode. We should be on Spotify and Apple Podcast. I'm Bobby McCarthy. And I'm Hunter J. Allen. And And we've we've been been Itchy Boys. Boys. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.